0: Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports, and you know, on this week we're going to get into the NBA and how they're trying to pass the time with a game of force, as well as NBA players playing NBA 2K. Um, we're going to talk about if the NBA season is actually going to be played, and what it will look like if it is, and the NFL draft is coming up at the end of the month, who's going where and who's not playing, or even on the team, at this point. All that and a little bit more on this week of Guys Talking Sports. Hey everybody, Um, welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports, week three and a half of quarantine life, and uh, we are all trying to pass the time doing anything that we can kind of keep our sanity, as well as uh, stay up on current events, and uh, unfortunately, as we all know, the virus is still uh, ravaging through the country. So sports as we know it has uh, still been on a hiatus to a certain degree, but there are some people doing some interesting things and trying to keep um, sports um, as we know it or variations of the sports trying to go. So we're going to get into a couple of things that's going on and kind of discuss whether or not we believe any sports um, is going to even occur, um, hopefully by the fall. So uh, before we get into it, let me introduce my co-host, um, everybody, we got Alfred, and we got my big man, Ace. Hey, guys, how you doing tonight?
1: I'm good. I can't call it. You know, it was, the job got me out there a couple days a week, work from home a couple days a week, uh, but maintaining and just practice, practicing my social distancing. So I'm here.
2: Same here, man. Same here. Um, just practicing social distancing and just trying to get out a little bit where I'm not going crazy in this house,
0: I think that's the uh, mm-hmm. what we're all trying to do: find different ways of not to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> go outside, take a long walk, enjoy the fresh air, uh, play with your kids, do all that good stuff. Yeah, get some Xbox. Mm-hmm. Well, here inside the house playing that, but we'll get back. We'll get to that later. But mm-hmm. um, uh, so we're gonna start off with the NBA. They're actually not playing right now, but some players are playing on NBA 2K. Um, And there's also, they're going to have their first inaugural game of horse, which I am curious to see how this is all going to pull off. It's all going to be virtual. Everything is virtual now. No one is playing anything. So I know ASU brought up the stuff with the horse and the NBA 2K with some of the players. So explain to everybody that might not be too familiar, what the heck is that going to be all about?
1: Uh, Well, you had about, I think it was – you had 16 players from the NBA who signed up to play in his NBA 2K League. Unfortunately, I don't have all 16 players in front of me, but I know some of them were uh, KD, Trey Young, Montrezl Harrell, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, uh, to name a few. Uh, now they're down to the semifinals. In my peripheral, is just so happened to be Trey Young with the Lakers versus DeAndre Ayton with the Clippers. And DeAndre Ayton is up 34-29 with a little bit, with a couple seconds left in the second quarter. Um, Game is kind of trash, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I'm just not a fan of 2K. Uh, never really have been. Um, I... I uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Um, I, but my understanding is it was, uh, it's sort of like a bracket. So they had 16 players, you know, they got down to eight. When it got down to the final, semifinals and the final, it's the best uh, the best out of three. So make it from the semifinals to the finals, another best out of three. So I'm thinking right now, this might be the first game of three that they're playing against one another. I'm not sure if it's a format where they're playing all the games in one night, or are they uh, playing it? You know, for TV, just to however they're trying to do it, just so that they can uh, give sports viewers some something to watch. But I do find it interesting that esports, though, has been very big over the past couple of years. That esports is now even take, playing a bigger role. A couple of weeks ago, I saw esports with hockey, uh, with the Capitals playing somebody in esports, you know, um, and it wouldn't shock me the least. I know I saw a bunch of NASCAR stuff that the guys from NASCAR every Sunday will sit there and play on the track and do their little virtual thing, but this virtual thing that they've had is something that they've always had. It's just down they telecasting it just because they ain't shit else to watch. So... All those companies who are doing esports and all that good stuff, uh, they're really, those are the companies that are really benefiting from this crap right now. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if this whole experience and this whole situation will catapult esports even to a bigger platform. Um,
2: <clears throat> <laughs> um, and it's funny because EA, well, not just EA, but the whole gaming league is interesting enough because they, this is exactly what they did. Um, they are doing this now with, it's just, the only difference is, is that now NBA stars are, are broadcasting it out more because like you said, there's nothing else to do in the sports league. Um, the problem is, not really the problem. The thing is, is that I think that from from a TV's rights perspective, ESPN doesn't really have anything at this point that is going to be a, a sports event where everybody is going, to, is, is, is watching. They don't have anything. So they can't just run, like, they can't do their usual, like, um, ESPN shows like Get Up, um, First Take and them because there's really no value for them to put other than just doing talking and giving their opinions. Um, certain news that are going on, that's fine, but, everybody's craving for something live. And unfortunately they're trying to put this as a bandaid and some people, especially young people, they get it because they do it all the time. I don't think it's, I mean, it, it's, it's a small band aid, but I don't think it's going to get the reviews that everybody else believe that they, I mean, at least ESPN believes that they would. Um, I think that overall, um, it's something, um, but it's not live sports and it's it's not live sports at the end of the day. It's not really, it's something there. It's just filling the void or at least attempting to fill a void that a lot of sports fans are missing. And I really don't Me personally, I really don't need to see NBA players play a game when technically I could do this myself at home. Um, I could put, a league together with a couple of my friends and do the exact same thing. I don't think people really care the fact that this is a tournament for money or whatever the case may be. People don't want to see NBA stars play video games, they want to see NBA stars play the actual game. I mean, all jokes aside, like it's no different from us setting up a, a league, a virtual league online to play, and we could just do it ourselves. I mean, it's unfortunately ESPN – I mean, it's not unfortunate, but ESPN is trying to get something where, to be honest, I could be like – bring, I could be like, hey, I could put a league together. Why don't you all use us? You know what I'm saying? And let us – you know, I don't think overall the ESPN is doing what they can with the NBA stars. The NBA stars are trying to fill a void. But if it's not them playing, I don't really see a lot of people very interested in them playing video games. I'm, that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I can pass an evasive. You saying the games just trash? I'm gonna believe it. Um, <laughs> in the but, I, but I agree with you, man. I like. why do I don't want to sit there and watch NBA players play 2K on TV. I mean, right? It's like it's like you know, it's like esports, which has definitely been growing in popularity and money over the last several years. Um, so, I, like, we use pandas trying to, you know get something where they can kind of, you know, generate some, you know, viewership um, to their um, their stations. I mean, right now you're playing a whole bunch of old games, whether it's basketball, baseball, football. Um, I actually catch some old basketball games that I've missed, (laughs) so that's been kind of good. But I'm with you. I ain't trying to watch those guys play basketball. I mean, play each other in the A2K. I want to see the product on the court now. Whether or not that's going to be this season, this year, or next year, I, who knows? But I would see the product in the court. Um, even though the, this horse challenge that they're trying to do on Sunday, it's, it's interesting. I'm not sure if I'm that interested enough to, um, to watch it. But Ace, um, you saw. So explain to me exactly what is, you know, you know what they're doing with this.
2: I could, I could, I, I, maybe I could explain. Um, Somebody
0: explain. I I have no idea. (laughs) All
2: right. So what it is, is that they announced, um, ESPN announced a horse challenge um, with a couple of players. You got um, Chauncey Billups, you got Tamika Catchings, Mike Conley Jr., Trey Young, Zach Levine, Chris Paul, Paul Pierce, um, Allie Quigley. um, She's a WNBA player for the Chicago Sky. Um, What they're doing is they're going to have four quarterfinal matchups to air on Sunday and two semifinals plus the final will air on Thursday of next week on ESPN. Um, They didn't say exactly what it is the horse contains. Um, Trey Young was saying absolutely no dunking because Zach Levine would definitely win. Uh, But right now they're making up the rules as it goes on. Right now they just announced the participants for the horse challenge. And that should start on Sunday.
0: Well, I mean, give it to the NBA for trying to be progressive in, in our, you know, what they're trying to do. They're trying to give the fans something, um, anything. Um, <laughs> this is this is something like you will probably see at an NBA All-Star game. Um, this is something. Um, whether or not people are going to tune in or watch, it is on Easter Sunday. So, I mean, I don't know. but. I mean, what, what do you think? Ace? you think? Are you going to sit there and watch this?
1: I hope it's i it's I hope it goes on while I'm at work. So no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, I, I probably won't. Um, I'd rather catch some reruns of I don't know Family Guy or Married with Children or something. You know, I, of course. Uh, you no, know, okay, that's it. No.
2: <laughs> now, I will say this though, um, so I brought up an interesting take. They were saying that why would you do the horse challenge? Or if you're going to do the horse challenge to bring up other events, um, start off with the horse challenge. Um, and then what they were suggesting is why not do like, if you quote unquote do the rest of the all-star for um um competitions, like do a a virtual three-point shootout where they could work, they could be, like two people could do it in different gyms or on different sides, do a three-point challenge or do a dunk contest where dunkers, like the best dunkers could dunk in an isolated gym and stuff like that and have the vans float. I think it could be a little bit creative where some people would tune in. I don't know about this horse competition, but I think that as far as everything else is concerned, if you're going to do this, then you should become a, be a little bit more creative with what you do. Um, I think that a lot of people would tune in. Let's say if you had Zach Levine in a dunk contest in a separate gym with like an Aaron Gordon or with some of the best dunkers that were in the previous dunk contest, um, have them do something or. You know, bring somebody from old school like Nate Robinson or somebody like that. I think more people would be a little bit more intrigued to say, okay, I'm look. I would look to see this on, you know, on ESPN or wherever on TNT and then have the fans actually vote on who the winner is. And I think that would be a little bit more interactive where you will get the fans to watch and pay attention to the actual show. So I think NBA needs to get a little bit more creative for some of the things that they could do. And to be honest, they may be doing this and just doing it in separate sessions to help, you know, keep this going until they eventually restart the NBA season. So if that is a plan in place, then you know we'll see how this plays out. I don't think everybody's just going to be okay with just the horse competition.
1: You you uh, you made on a good point where they need to get the and one folks back. You know, get those and one dunkers and uh maybe have some I don't know, you know, all those trick dribbling people and all that type of stuff that stuff but you to- but you know what the and now that you're
2: thinking about that, because the NBA don't have to really do this. And one can do this as well. I mean, what this does this is open up a whole new market for other people to they may have the access to do it on a TV, but to be honest with you, and one could do it virtually online and probably get a lot of buzz off of that alone with the social media. So it could be not just NBA, it could be other um, programs as well where they could put something together. You see a lot of people doing it now. A lot of companies are virtually online now um, with so many things that's going on. So someone could probably say, you know what? (laughs) Let's put something together where we could offset what the NBA is doing with the horse competition. And like you said, Ace, bring the slam. dunk. they got DraftKings that has the slam dunk king competition on TNT. They could come up with something where all those those best dunkers that are not in the NBA could put something together and have the fans to vote virtually online. So it could open up a whole new world of possibilities for other programs out there that are not the major ones like the nba mlb nfl so it the possibilities is there
1: right
0: uh it's a it's a lot of lanes open out there um i guess just trying to find the best way of doing it i mean with everything at the social distancing area and not being able to be in the facilities or do whatever, I mean, anybody that has access to their home gyms or even has a home, like, court, as some NBA players do, um, then, yeah, I mean, you know, you, I mean, you can be creative. I mean, it's not a bad idea to try something. I mean, the NBA is, is grasping at straws at this moment because, I mean, every week, you know, that, you know, we go by with social, you know, the world as is, is another week that basically NBA is losing their season. I mean, you would think about it right now. I think NBA will be getting ready to start the playoffs at this particular point. Um, So you see, you know where that's going. I mean, well, let's just segue over to that particular point. Um, We know the NFL is coming up with the virtual draft. the NBA is going to do a virtual draft, I'm assuming, just the same. But the um, NBA season right now is, in my opinion, is on <laughs> is on life support. So I know there's been some talking about maybe in May or, you know, coming down in June, maybe trying to have something, maybe pushing the season a little bit further back. If they can get, you know, the clearance to be able to play games, probably with, not without fans at this particular point. But in all, re- on all reality... Do you guys think this NBA season is basically done and they're just going to have to just, you know, put an asterisk against this um, season and try to start in October? Or do you think they're going to try to maneuver and make some way to salvage
1: what the this season? I think it's done. Because, I mean, they, the NBA is trying to follow, you know, follow the, the Chinese basketball league and see how they're going about stuff. But you see, they tried to come back and they postponed it. And they keep pushing it back and you keep pushing it back. At some point you just gotta say, you know what, to wash, count your losses. You ain't gonna make the money. Whatever it is, it is, and just try to keep your players, keep the people safe, because the people wanna be there. And just look forward to next season. And just hope that within that time frame, a vaccine comes out where if it should break out again, that you know we the healthcare can sit there and fight it. It makes no sense to sit there and try to risk it just for the sake of and come to find out this just bites your ass because there was an outbreak at a Utah Jazz Denver Denver Nugget game. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Um, Yeah, yeah. At this point, I mean, they can try and do whatever they can at this stage, but it's not going to work. Um, I think that as of right now, what else can you do? You're gonna wait until um, the whole country is completely at a point where everything is gonna be back to the new, well, not back, but the new norm. So as much as they could do it, most likely is just side by side. I mean, they're gonna have to take it one step at a time. Um, For right now, I'm pretty sure they have a contingency plan to do it in different phases until eventually the whole NBA season starts. But as of right now, I I really don't see them doing anything that will get them back on, at least for this season, as of yet. But it's a wait-and-see approach as well. So um, we'll wait to see. I'm pretty sure Adam Silver has something in store, no matter what
0: yeah i'm kind of with you guys i mean you know before you know i was kind of a little optimistic that they might be able to you know pull something off at least by you know maybe may or june but the way everything's changed on a daily basis is so fluid i mean like you said you just don't know i mean i know they they would like to try to have something but then at a certain point i mean you want to have to kind of you know cut your losses and be like you know it is what it is. And you hate to do that because that's you know, a lot of it's not just the revenue that they're losing, but you got a lot of workers, you know, and people working at the concession stands that, you know, are not going to be working during those times. So it's, you know, it's just not the players, it's just not the owners, it's a lot more people involved. So I know they want to try their best to salvage something, but I, it's hard pressed to see how they can do that, you know, being how it's, you know, almost the middle of April now um and we still have these you know national guidelines you can't be 10 people in the group and standing six feet apart i mean it's kind of hard to see how they can get the NBA season going um or at least finish it up you know by this point at least not by june um baseball and and football are Footballers right now, I think, is probably in a situation where they're hoping <laughs> that they can have some games. I think they will try to run it without anybody in, in the stadiums. Um, baseball, I think, is definitely in, in limbo right now. Um, but I think they, if things, you know, come to a point where players, and that's the case in point, if players feel comfortable enough to go to stadiums and play, um, and certain states are able to kind of allow them to play, um that might be where you might be headed with baseball and then football i know Ace you mentioned about a vaccine I, I, they're saying a vaccine probably wouldn't even be readily available until sometime early next year so you're probably not going to have any semblance of fans in stadiums until you have a vaccine out that everyone can get treated for and that probably won't be until sometime next year but I, i'm with you guys I, it's, I'm, it's hard to see how basketball going to be able to like, you know, finish the receipt. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's too risky. You know what I'm saying? I understand the bottom, I understand the bottom line and the almighty dollar, but it's just too risky. And, and then there would always be, so say, so say they allow fans to come, but then there'll be that liability waiver that they have to sign or agree to to say that if you get sick, it's not you're not liable to sue the franchise of this team because you got sick I mean is this getting it's just getting too too crazy and as a matter of fact I'm sitting here as this 2k BS is on my TV and I just kind of look at it from time to time uh, unfortunately um, unfortunately <laughs> a, a thing scored across the ticker where it says that 60 61 percent of uh, fans would not support a sporting event in person unless there is some sort of vaccine that would allow them to go. Now, with that being said, if that's how the American people feel, then you will make you wonder, would franchises get creative and say, well, if we have 18,000 seats, you divide that by six, and that allows 3,000 people to attend, and we'll have it so that there's six seats away from each other. Will we allow 3,000 people to come to an event sell tickets for that and let it be what it is just so that there could be uh there could be people in the stands and then have them sign a, a waiver of some sort to say you know if you get sick we're not liable mm-hmm. now i could see some craziness like that because if they're saying well we put the social distancing in place and it allows some fans to come and see a game, but then you got some idiots out there that would actually buy
2: into that as well no yeah i completely agree there'll be some idiot people that will (laughs) buy into that um and it's unfortunate um at this stage until everything goes is gets back to that norm and it's gonna take a while before people realize, I mean, it's it's gonna take a while because people are still gonna be in that stage of, okay, is it really over? Um, and I could see fans, you know, I could see fans who may have not, I mean, we living in a world right now where people don't even get tested for certain things in this world, whether it's flu, um, people still don't take vaccines. So, I mean, the way we live in right now, especially in the U.S., is is everybody's going to be on pins and needles no matter what, bottom line. And they're still going to be on pins and needles once this whole thing blows over. Um, and it's not even going to be completely bowled over. It's just going to be everybody's going to take it one step at a time. Fortunately, Hopefully, the people that, you know, are doing what they're supposed to be doing and continue doing it. Because, you know, you never know with these people out there. Fans will still try to go and attend games and try to do whatever they can. Um, They're still trying to go out now. So it's, you know, it all depends on how we as, I guess, fans, sports fans, um, be cautious in how we approach things going forward, especially going and attending sports games, especially attending sporting events, especially how, you know, with everything that's going on. Um, we just have to be cautious um, and then
0: take it day by day. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, uh, I mean, basketball season. I mean, when you think about this, it's just like, wow, basketball season, no basketball season finished at all. I mean, um, I mean, going to the live games, I mean, are we going to have to all wear masks? I think uh, I think what, the, what everyone is waiting on is for the numbers, I think, to to kind of crest where you're not getting a whole bunch of new cases reported. But you have what you have, and those numbers are—you know—people affected are starting to drop down. Once someone says, "Okay, you can start to go back to work if you feel like it," then it's going to be on a case-by-case basis. They can say baseball is going to be played. Let's say hypothetically July 4th. Baseball is like growth for business. Like you said, like you say, there's going to be some people that's going to want to actually want to go. I mean, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be their risk. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll sign waivers. Maybe they'll be like South Korea where you walk up to the stadium. They got the fever guns that are pointing right at your head and say, fever, yes, can come in. Oh, can't come in. Um, or they going to have to wear the surgical masks when they're sitting in the stadiums, the 6 feet park. It's going to be some people that are going to want to go there and watch some games because they've been cooped up in the house for the last, you know, three months. It's just going to be that natural inclination when someone says, all right, business is open you're going to have a small percentage that's going to run out. It's going to be interesting to see. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the people in China
2: right now, um, they're just opening – they just opened up a portion. Um, I was just seeing that in the news, and there's people still out there coming out. Um, after being stuck in their houses and everything and right now there's there's only a certain amount of people that's coming out like bit by bit so it's going to take a while before people actually adjust and go back to their actual normal lives where they're attending work but it's going to take time and right now they're saying that a couple of phases where you know they're allowing people to go outside every you know for a certain amount of time and then have to go back inside so i mean It's gonna take a while before everything gets back where everything, you know, is open up for the norm. Um, And right now it's just in phases and we just have to stay, you know, we have to stay tuned. We have to stay and listen to what they're recommending us to do, bottom line.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess we can definitely, you know, it's all gonna be a wait and see kind of thing, you know, until then, we have the NBA draft to look forward to. So let's take a quick talk about that since that's gonna NBA? Be going to be You mean uh, NFL? NFL. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> NBA is, is coming, but uh, the NFL draft is coming at the end of this month. So uh, there's been a the big talk about whether um, Tua Tonga alova. Where's he going to fall in the draft for? Are the Dolphins going to pick him up? Or are they going to wait to number five to pick him? Or are they going to get spooked that someone's going to jump up and overstep them and they're going to, you know, reach up and go to maybe three or four? Um, or does even Tua even go to the Dolphins where they pick Justin Herbert? So, guys, um, mm. what are your thoughts about that as we move into the um, NFL draft?
1: Uh, everything that I've read, seen, watched. Shows that Miami is going to stay in Pat, and if Tua is there at five, then they'll snatch him at five. And then you still got, uh, then you still got old boy there, you know, to so he can bridge the gap and let Tua sit back and just watch for a year, get him really right. And then when uh, when Fitz Magic gets out of gets out of Dodge, or when Fitz Magic, you know, is playing like Fitz Magic the first three games of the season, then he plays like Fitz Garbage by game four. End up being two in and, and all is right in the world. <laughs> you <laughs> know,
2: you and Fitz magic boy. He must have did you wrong, man. <laughs> he must have did something dirty to I, you.
1: I had him on my <laughs> fantasy <laughs> team. Well,
0: that's what it is. <laughs> That's why you're feeling that <laughs> LA way about him.
2: You know, that's like the, it's the second week in a row where you just like, yo, as soon as after those three weeks, it's
1: gonna be a
0: I, Well, look, you got to credit, Fitzie because he stays stays employed. Um, There's some other high-profile caliber quarterbacks out there that ain't got a job right now. That is true. You have to get credit where credit is due.
1: Very true. Uh, (laughs) But either way, I don't see – the only other place I can see where Tua might go is to Detroit, and that would be a shock, you know, considering they still got – I can't even think of his name. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, but they made around, keep him for one year. And then try to trade him. I thought they oh
2: they was off. They was looking for trades for him, wasn't they? No, I don't think so.
0: They uh, publicly, you know, they were saying they weren't trading him. He was a guy. Now privately, they might have been kind of you know, you know, sniffing around to see if there's anybody willing to take him. But I don't think anybody was willing to take that contract. You know, on for the rest of his monies, but yeah
2: okay um to be honest I'm kind of surprised the fact that they're still going with him um at this stage so I mean I'm not saying I I agree with Ace I mean I could see if Detroit takes him, I'd be shocked but then again I wouldn't because you know I think that that will open up their eyes and say hey look Matt Stafford is not going to be our future um and to be honest you know I'm still, I'm I'm very interested with Detroit and see what they do. I'm um, just like, I'm interested with Washington to see if they pick a quarterback as well. Um, rightfully so. If I, I agree with Ace though, I think Tua will go to Miami if he's st- still on the board.
0: Yeah. I want that as well. I mean, you know, could, could the Redskins shock everybody? They could, they should, but they won't. Um, they're going to stick with Chase Daniels. Um, Now, Detroit, I think Detroit should do it because, like you said, you got Matthew Stafford. He is not going to be a long-term answer. You need a bridge. No one's going to take him. So, like you said, Ace, you you quote-unquote redshirt to it for this year, Um, just like uh, Kansas City did with um, Patrick Mahomes. You um, let Matthew Stafford play this year out, you know, win, lose, or draw. And then next year, you either cut his ass or you find someone to take him Um, or you get a nice trade partner to to dump that cash. But if I was Detroit, I would seriously consider either, A, taking Tua, or, B, taking Justin Huber, just so you can have that person that can sit there and theoretically, or if they really want to be, you know, got got balls, take the kid Justin Love.
1: You don't think that would be a reach? I was about to say that.
0: I said that the ball's. I think he's going to be a lot better than what some people are saying. A lot of people are saying he's a reach and, you know, he might not, he he may not be first round worthy, but I think he's got something there. And if you take him, you might be forced to think that you got to play him. But like you said, you got Matthew Stafford, so you don't have to play him. You can let him sit a year and then you can bring him in. But I don't think they would do that. But like I said, if I was Detroit, I would seriously consider thinking about taking Tua. And just let and just and just ride Matthew Stafford out, and then you can bridge it over from Stafford to Tua. Now, if I'm Tua, I don't know if I want to go to Detroit because quarterbacks go to Detroit and don't do shit. However, if I'm Detroit, I would think that way. And That would totally mess up the Dolphins. <laughs> totally, because nice, then, well, maybe not
1: because they'll probably then they'll go with Justin.
2: Justin. Yeah, I think they would go for Justin too. If Tua's not on the board, they I could see them easily going for Justin as well.
1: Well, let me ask this. Do you think if, uh, 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 let's play devil's advocate. Say Detroit does go for Tua and the Dolphins don't like Love or uh, or Herbert. Do you think they take a shot at Cam and or Winston for a year and see how that works out and then come back for uh, for the draft next year? Uh, or hold on, no, probably probably have to do it for a two year thing, just in case that the college football don't uh, don't really uh, pick up this year. Then kind of go that route, because I mean, there's still capable quality QBs out there where if they don't get to it, you know, they can still do whatever. And then Miami has really added some draft capital. Where they could mess around and uh, try to make it so they could probably go after uh, Old Boy from Clemson if they if their season is that shitty, you know, considering even say they see they say they go after Winston on a cheap and Winston plays like Winston. He's a good quarterback, but he just continues to throw interceptions. And they have another one of their seasons where they're top five. Then I can see them going after Old Boy from from Clemson. So it's not necessarily a lose-lose situation if they don't get to it You know, they just probably have to kind of reorganize and kind of go change their mindset about how they're gonna try to, uh, to go after the quarterback position uh, moving forward. And they can always still grab somebody in the second or later rounds. You know, there's still some decent quarterbacks out there, the one from Georgia, the one from Washington, uh, uh, Eason, and not Eason, Jalen as well. You got Jalen Hurts too. Oh yeah, yeah. There's still quality. There's still quality QBs out there that they can snatch up. They still get a Winston or or or, uh, or Cam if two don't fall into their lap.
2: That may be true, um, but I just don't see them going that high price for a quarterback when if they're going to look to groom a quarterback up and coming. But I agree with you. I could see them pulling for QB in the draft. Um, if they don't get Tua, I can still – they can still go for Jacob Eason. They can still go for Jake Brom. Um, they can still go for Jalen Hurts. Um, and that's only if Jordan Love and Justin and um, Tua and, and all of them is already picked. So I could see them going for one of those players in the later half of the draft, but still get maybe not a, a premium quarterback, but a quarterback that's serviceable for a year, at least until – the, whoever they pick can groom, and if they're grooming the right way, then I can see them doing something like that. Um, but that's only if they don't – if of falls out of pocket for them.
0: Uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting concept. I mean, they'll be backlogged with QBs because then you really have – you have Fitzpatrick, you have Rosen, and then you either have Cam or Cam or, or, or um, Winston. Somebody got to go. Um, yeah. Rosen. Unfortunately, Rosen will probably be the one. I think Rosen's going e- either way.
1: <laughs> I think, I think, and I said this last week, I think New England trades for Rosen. Maybe give up a seventh-round pick or something for him. But Rosen, New England was high on Rosen when he came out in the draft. And like I said before, they got rid of that third QB. So they got space for a QB. He'll be on the cheap. Don't I nah, and they, they could trade still, and they, can they probably could probably still
2: draft a QB and they can still trade and most likely if they do it, it'll be on on, on draft day. I mean, to mm-hmm. be honest, um, yep. you can see the Patriots actually tra- trading with Miami for that, I mm-hmm. mean, working something out
1: I'm because think out. about it. Remember, the head coach came from New England now, so they got that little rapport going on.
0: No I I, no, I I could see it. I mean, he, it's, it's bad because Josh Rogan got picked by the Cardinals. Then, you know, they pick Kyler Murray. He's going. He's got eventually finds his way to the Dolphins. They give Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not the long term answer. But then they pick Tyler Tuolova, and then you're going. <laughs> so he, can, he has not found a home anywhere. So um, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, he's going either way, whether they were to pick up another. I don't think it's – if they weren't to get to I'm not, I'm not sure they want to go with Cam, maybe Josh, um, maybe Winston, because I think Cam wants to be the starter, and he, and he brings a lot to the table, some good stuff and some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams have been kind of, you know, turned off about that. That's why he hasn't found a home just yet. And who knows what it's going to look like after draft night. I think after draft night is going to be the telltale sign of where he might end up based on who did what. But um, it's interesting. They could. I don't know if they will, but hmm. one person can make that whole draft going to Tizzy. It ain't going to be the Giants.
1: Well, who's your backup?
0: We just picked up a backup. I think it was Cody. Cody Kessler? Was it Cody
1: Kessler? I think so. But y'all still need a third y'all, y'all I know y'all ain't running with two QBs.
0: Mm-hmm. No, they're gonna have three, but trust me, the Giants aren't in the they just picked up somebody recently, so they're not in the market to bring in bring in another quarterback at this particular point. Now hopefully I was uh what I would like as a Giants fan was to have the Dolphins give swap picks and give them the other first round picks so we can Still get who we want, have another pick in the draft, but the Dolphins ain't gonna do that because they hold know. On,
1: hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, explain, explain your wants. Even though you know you're gonna get it, uh, give up a- their Giants, first
0: The Giants pick number four. The Dolphins pick number five. And my beautiful Giants scenario, I would love for the Dolphins to swap picks if they got, oh. if they if they got pessimistic that they think someone's gonna upbid them, and the Giants take their spot, but. They can swap four or five and then they give the Giants another one of their first round picks. i would be thrilled. What happened?
1: It's possible if, if the Dolphins really truly believe that somebody's gonna snatch two.
0: That's what I'm saying. Someone's gonna have to make them think we are gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and they have right now they got Quote McCoy as the um, backup.
1: Oh um, yeah, um... <laughs> and Alex
2: Tanney. Um is still on the scene for now. I
0: thought they got rid of Alex
2: No, he's he's still there for now.
0: Man, Well
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm still curious I'm still curious about the Niners, what they did with the uh trade that D tackle for the pick up the thirteenth pick. But what Bleacher Report is reporting that they're thinking that they're gonna go after a wide receiver because we let go of uh, uh Emmanuel Sanders. Which kinda makes sense. And they were talking about C D Lamb. I was like, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Mm, that's
2: a interesting pick. Yeah. That and that's only if the Raiders and the Jets don't go after him first. Raiders
1: right, uh they need it too. <laughs> yeah, but the Jets need more. Jets need interior. They need interior linemen. If they're not trying to sign a clowny, then they need somebody in the first round that can sit there and be that end that they need. I don't know if they'll sit there and waste a first round pick on a wide receiver. Knowing that this is probably one of the deepest wide receiver drafts in a long time, they should
0: because you need to get Sam Donaldson some more weapons to throw to,
1: right? Because they just lost. Oh boy, to Robbie Anderson went where? To the to the Raiders?
0: Um, actually, somewhere on the somewhere on the West Coast.
1: He signed somewhere, but he's not with the Jets anymore. And that was their that was their downfield guy.
0: Yeah, they're by to the stretch the field. They don't got no money. To the field.
1: You remember? Where? Panthers. Panthers. Oh, I thought he was uh, um. thought Panthers. Right, 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 right. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. This is still a deep, deep class. I mean, there's plenty, plenty of uh, talent out there that they can snatch up. You know, there's always a hidden gem everywhere. So that and there's plenty of talent that didn't work out on other teams that can. That could possibly work out. It's like, well, the Jets signed Bashar uh, Bashar uh, Bashar Perriman? Yeah, okay. So let me give you a little background. I know we're running, but a little background on this cap. He was the Redskins' first round first round pick a couple of years ago. Didn't do shit. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And then he went. He went to, I think he was with the Steelers, and he had an inkling of success. Then he went down to Miami. And then kind of showed his butt a little bit. And now he's starting to feel himself a little bit. Now he wants to show the Jets what he could do. The Jets might have come up on something on a steal and had their downfield guy, but he just has to prove it. Because he hasn't been one of the top three receivers on on the team. He's been like wide receiver four or five, depending on formation and situations. So I think the Jets are banking on a cheap, you know, going cheap and being high low-risk, high-reward type of deal with this cap if he kind of works out that way.
0: Yeah. The question is
2: if.
1: That's what all players in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Even with, even, even with Burroughs at number one, he, is, he might seem like a slam dunk, but, you know, until, until they get out there, you yeah, never they know. know.
1: You see plenty of number ones go bust.
0: More <laughs> bust and boom. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely true. Well, <laughs> and in, in my opinion the, the jury's still out on Kyler Murray.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, good rookie season. You know, this if Cliff Clemensbury keeps uh that college uh that college offense around him,
0: well he got well he got he just got DeAndre Hopkins, so I mean that's definitely another target him to throw at. So let's see how he does this year.
1: All right, so I guess the last thing we can talk about then is the Houston Texans trading for Brandon Cooks. Um, Traded for Brandon Cooks, they picked up Cooks in a 2022 fourth-round pick from L.A. for their second-round pick in this year's draft. <laughs> it's underwhelming. It's not the best. I mean, Brandon Cooks, when he's healthy, he's, he's dominant. I mean, he put in work with, with New England. He was all right with L.A. for two years, but it ain't no beyond the opposite.
2: (laughs) And and to be honest, like, all I'm going to say is that Houston cannot be upset if Deshaun decides to do sign elsewhere or, you know, and I say this not just for Deshaun, just saying, like, teams can't be upset if a player leaves because you've – didn't give them the tools that they need to succeed. Um, and I, I, Houston needs to be careful. I know Brandon Cooks is no DeAndre Hopkins, but I mean, maybe they could, um, maybe it'll help down the road or at least put a band aid on this because I know for a fact that Deshaun was not happy about what happened and how it took place. So they need to get a fix on that.
1: And I think that's the reason why they went out and made that
2: trade. Yeah, but. It's still left side. So I'm pretty sure, like, it, like I said, it's not. It's a band aid, but you know, I'm pretty sure that he's looking at this as like, wow, like you really done this to you know. I'm pretty sure he's looking at with this like very carefully. So,
0: yeah, no, nah, yeah. Don't be surprised. I mean, you you you, know, you won't be able to replace that productivity um, of a uh, you know DeAndre Hopkins with Brandon Cooks, like you said. It's all about you know, availability and durability. And he's proven, at least once he got to L.A., that it's, you know, it's 50-50 with him. When he's, when he's on, when he's playing, he's good. When he's hurt and he gets hurt easily, that's it. Um, on the flip side of that note, um, you might have, might have cut off your nose despite your face. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins was probably going to ask for some money in about, a, you know, a year or two when his contract comes up but you got rid of your um, QB's primary target, you might have exposed your QB there because now it's going to be like, okay, was your growth spurt or the way you've been playing more a product of DeAndre Hopkins and him drawing so much attention that other players were available? Or was it really you being able to get your ball to Hopkins and he was just making some good catches? So we're about to find out just how good (laughs) – Deshaun, um, Deshaun Watson is now that you took away his number one
1: receiver. Uh, very interesting, interesting uh, bit of information you shared there, sir. And to be honest, like,
2: if that does happen, media can't blame Deshaun Watson for what happened at this stage. Because as you know for a fact that if, and I'm just saying this hypothetically, if, you know, his stats are not up to par as it was this season, or at least half the stats are up to par. I mean, obviously, fans is going to blame him as the number one reason behind it. And people need to be careful about that because it's just that people have, the players have changed and it's just part of the system. So I'm just saying I could see fans, I could see fans blaming Deshaun if they are not at the level that they were this past
1: season, um, well, then this may seem like a crazy question or a silly question. But then does this make it seem like Deshaun is a assistant QB based on the weapons around him, and he's not, and he's not capable of of um, doing well without? A certain ski and certain receivers around him,
2: the jury's still out. I mean, in my opinion, um, because you still got this season, he has to prove it. So, like, like Spoon said, we'll see whether or not you know if Hopkins was his go to person for a reason, or we'll see if this system allows him to still be the effective quarterback that he was this past season.
0: Yeah, and, and my final thought is I think to a large degree, all quarterbacks are system guys, and I think that, you know, the quarter, quarterbacks that get to a system that accentuates their talents flourish better. Like I said, we're about to find out about Deshaun Watson. We're getting ready to find out about Tom Brady um, and down at Tampa. So, and I Teddy Bridgewater. Into, like, yes. I'm. we not get into all these quarterbacks <laughs> next week, but I'm just leaving it at that. So, um. Fellas, we're a little bit over our time, but i uh, let everybody know where they can find you.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter
2: Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Again, Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Yeah,
0: uh, You can find me on the Gram, Snapchat, and Twitter, J.E. Ross, the number seven. And as always, we want to thank everybody for um, tuning in watching us on youtube subscribing listening to our podcasts um and as always you know be safe out there you know practice social distancing and you know while we're at home and spending time with our friends and you know our families um you know try to stay in touch all your friends be phone, via you know facetime zoom whatever medium that you have and you know we're all just going to ride this out you know eventually all this will will go by and you know back to some kind of norm (laughs) a little bit but um i look forward to going out and hanging out with all you guys at a bar of our choice with drinks of our choice um hopefully in the hopefully not too far in the future but sometime in the near future so with that we all want to tell everybody thank you for listening god bless and and keep safe
2: only kool-aid for me
1: Put a little something back with it. Might you too.